Moms and welcome, you're listening to the Sacred Footsteps podcast. Sacred Footsteps is an online publication and podcast devoted to alternative and spiritual travel, history and culture from a Muslim perspective. Join us while we talk to writers, historians, artists, as well as a whole host of other people about travel as a spiritual practice. Salam, Zara here. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, Moez and Manai are joined by Muhammad Ishaq. A teacher by profession, Ishaq has spent time travelling and studying abroad and now conducts workshops all over the UK in various locations around the world. Entitled Knowing Yourself, it is based on the four temperaments. He begins by explaining more about the workshops and how this is related to travel. The whole science of, of knowing yourself, um, it has, there's various different models out there. Uh, historically, human beings have always tried to, you know, discover themselves. Um, even when they've set out to discover anything in the process, it's inevitable for a human being to face his or herself. Uh, and so there were many different approaches to knowing the self. Um, and one of them is this particular science that I came across called the four temperaments and I used it on myself when I was traveling abroad I found it very useful um, and insightful and uh, quite concrete as well even though it takes a while to get your head around it um, and so when I came back uh, I decided to just share this mo- particular model with, uh, with my family members and I did until one of my sisters who, uh, who wasn't satisfied with uh, a quick conversation over a uh, some food or a cup of tea and so she demanded um, uh, to, to hear the whole thing and so I said to her well if you if you want to hear it then I need at least four hours from you she said mm-hmm. no problem and we set a date and so in preparing for that that's when the first time I ever wrote the workshop was actually just for oh, her wow. and so I invited a few friends and, and family members and so then they, they just came together it was about 15 people um, and I booked this community center it was I knew the people who who, who ran it so we did it um, and uh, and from there someone shared it via Instagram and then so I was invited to another place and that's when I decided to really up the game uh, due to some of the principles I've learned from my teachers and when, whenever we do something we do it with with as much um, uh, with two particular principles one principle of Ihsan and the other one of Itban both from the Islamic tradition um, and so, and just to translate that for those who are unaware of what those two particular words mean, itqan means mastery, and ihsan means excellence or with beauty. Um, and so, with these two principles, I set forth, and um, and since then, it's been a year and I think a month, and we've done it in over forty locations with one thousand five hundred plus attendees um, oh, in so over ten day. countries. Yeah. In over ten countries, so yeah, it's nice to help people in coming to know themselves and um and it's quite fun as a teacher to teach something and to look at it from different angles um and and the amazing thing is is that people want to know themselves for all sorts of reasons right (laughs) for all sorts of reasons and so when a person has the pleasure of helping somebody or guiding somebody or sharing this particular model in helping them to come to know themselves it's a it's also a learning experience for that person um who's supposedly teaching that particular model because right in in how these universals are applied into the particulars of a particular person's life are fascinating so 
Um, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, so, I just want to mention actually, because I've been on the on this workshop. Um, can I be completely honest with you? Of course you can, of course. So, you know, when I went, <laughs> when I went along on this workshop, the only reason I went was because I was kind of tagging along with somebody else. And <laughs> I had seen it online, like I'd seen the name and stuff. And Mm. I, I didn't really kind of look into it and I just thought it's going to be some self-help thing. So yeah. I was quite reluctant to go and I didn't think I was going to mm -hmm. enjoy it or find it beneficial. And mm. the only reason I'm saying this is because like it was completely the opposite of what I expected. Um, mm. And I've told so many people now about this workshop and for them to mm. go because I found it massively beneficial um, mm. And then you've already mentioned travel. So the workshop itself is not about travel per se, but mm. having been to it, I was kind of, it immediately reminded me of, um, I mean, we spoke about this in our very first podcast episode, the kind of inspiration mm. behind Sacred Footsteps. Um, mm. And that was the story of Imam Ghazali who traveled in order mm. to find himself and in order mm. to um, kind of grow spiritually. And that's mm. what it instantly reminded me of. And then when I mentioned it to Moazim, he was mm. like, oh, we have to do a podcast episode. So <laughs> in case anyone's mm. wondering, that's how this has all kind of come about. But really, mm. genuinely, it's a brilliant, brilliant workshop. And it's so well put together. And that. Imam Ghazali himself, I think, has some, uh, from at least from the Islamic um, tradition perspective, has some influence in like, developing this um sort of the science right this um if, if i'm not wrong yeah. uh so yeah, so, yeah you i mean on him quite a bit in the workshop yeah. itself yeah so i i mean part of me part of me wonders and it's probably because of his personal you know traveling outward and then also how that helped him travel inward and how it helped him, you know, uh, discover himself, uh, learn about himself, and you know, rectify the things that were in his blind spot spots about mm. his about his own soul. Mm. And mm. so, I wanted I wanted to ask you, like, in your opinion, what is it about traveling that can make that can help somebody, you know, like, I mean, quote unquote, find themselves? I know that sounds so cliche, but you mm. you know what you know what I'm you know what I'm trying to ask, right? Yeah. So what's interesting is. Outward travel necessitates, or how do I say this? Yeah, necessitate. I'll stick with necessitates. Outward travel necessitates inward travel. That it goes hand in hand. One can't travel outwardly without, by some like without to some degree traveling inwardly. So it goes. It's. You know, not just the conclusion of outward travel is, you know, as a result of outward travel, there's an inward travel. The moment one travels outwardly, one starts and begins to travel inwardly. And a, and a very small example of this is when uh, a person is visiting another city in the same country. Uh, all of a sudden, a person starts to look at the shops, looks at the houses, the structure of the buildings in a way that they have never, ever looked at their own city. Yeah, and really that, cool. right, and I'm all of a sudden people way, are staring yeah. at uh, traffic lights, how people are walking across the road. And this doesn't, you know, you don't have to be in some deserts of, you know, Mauritania or sitting in a cave in, you know, the, um, like in, I don't know, Turkey somewhere. This is, you know, you can be in Peterborough or something or, or Bradford or wherever and you will be looking at, uh, because it's the way we, the way we work, it's natural for the human being you see travel is an interesting thing 
no one person and so anyone who's traveled i know Mu'azm, you've traveled a bit and, and of course and, and you know yourselves are you know i'm sure you've done some travels as well um uh and whenever you share traveling or you say traveling everyone whoever hears that says oh my god something along the lines of they say oh my god i love to travel or i would love to travel no one has ever really said uh uh, I hate traveling unless unless they're speaking about business travel or something like that. Mm. But when it comes to like discovering, everyone has this fascination uh, unless they've, you know, they've been traveling already and then they're sort of like done with it to some degree. Um, but most people have this, you know, sort of innate fascination with travel. And what's interesting is in the Islamic tradition, uh, when we look at uh, the the Islam aspect, uh, which is the physical aspect of the human being, uh, which is, you know, uh, to do the shahada, to to so to to say the test, the 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 to testify that there is no uh, God except the one true God, uh, and that Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi is the messenger of God, mm-hmm. or to fast, or to pray, uh, or to give charity, or to do Hajj, to go on a pilgrimage. These are five physical uh, uh, sort of. Uh, these are five um, uh, acts that. Every Muslim would do practically. There's no, there's not, there's not, you know, they're not speaking mentally. Mentally, there's a dimension that's that you believe in these things, but it's a very practical thing. And one of them I want, I really want to highlight. I mean, even all of them is that the human being wants to make some type of a declaration. The human being wants to pray to something, physically wants to bow down to something. There's this natural, uh, uh, you know, innate um, attraction to these particular things to give charity and to to have some type of detox um, which is the fasting and that last one is pilgrimage that the human being is designed innate to go on this amazing once in a lifetime travel and that's why there's this fascination that everyone has with travel and so these are innate things and then when you combine that with an outward tra- an outward travel now if a person uh, spends more time on uh, on on the on, on the reason as to why they're outwardly traveling um, to a place that will only enrich the inward travel of that experience, um, and so it's. Uh, um, but the only but the condition is that people have to have to actually consider why and and normally yeah, whenever you want that say. right you have to consider that that most people don't stop. So even when I mentioned I give the example of like going to like I don't know Peterborough and staring at a shop for example or, or just watching people walk by. That's in a moment when you're sort of alone. You're probably not with your friends at that time or you've branched off for, from whoever you were with um, and you've started staring and that's that slowing down process. Um, and so that's another condition I always, my advice to people when they do, want to, they do want to travel is, you know, I really say just make sure if you're traveling with people to travel alone at some point during that trip or if you could just go alone, go alone. Um, because, the, you know, friends, unfortunately, as much as we love them, can be a real hindrance when it comes to traveling because you want to do something and you've been given one opportunity to try this new thing and it's somebody else who who sort of for whatever reason rob you of that potential experience that you could have had which was truly your own uh, because they want to do something else and therefore you will not go to the hammam or whatever because the other person (laughs) wants to go to the jacuzzi i think it's partly (laughs) that but also my kind of thinking behind that is that 
I feel like travel kind of takes you out of your comfort zone. And that's mm-hmm. when you're out of your comfort zone, then you're kind of re- relying on Allah more. Whereas if you're with friends and people who are familiar with you, you, it's harder to kind of get out of that comfort zone. They kind of pull you back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I suppose like you, you have sometimes you, you do stick in that in that sort of in that bubble. And yeah. I mean, I, you, I do I do notice some people who travel. I mean, they, they tend to go to the places where um, they, they can get they can get you know, the, the fastest Wi-Fi, they can, you know, stay, stay, with, stay as close as possible to their friends, you know, mm-hmm. not venture out and stuff. So I suppose, mm-hmm. yeah, what you're saying about the, the whole intention thing that, that, you're, that, you're, that you're seeking something. And when you seek something, like even if it's outward, you're, you're, you're gaining something inward. And I suppose from the experiences of what you gain outwardly, you, the way it impacts you inside is, is unique to you. And so, like, I want to, I want to ask you, like, what kind, what instance, do you have any instances of traveling in your, you know, in your life that you can probably recall to say that, okay, this, you know, this event really taught me something I did not expect to know about myself. And, and how exactly did, did it teach you, like, and, and is it something that somebody should look out for? Or is it mm. something that you've noticed more, more, more times than not? It just comes, mm. it just comes to you. Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and there's there were a lot of moments. It's interesting when you when you said that. It's interesting also when people do ask you all of a sudden certain experiences you you sort of forgot you you know you forgot in life kind of come back to you. Um, but uh, but th- th- to be honest with you, there's there's every you know every time. Um, so you know I, I think it's Aristotle who says this. He says the human being, all the human being is potential is potential. That's what the human being is. The human being is full of all these potentials, and uh, through discipline, uh, those potentials are activated. Right now, mm-hmm. if I'm only in one place, I only have the potential uh, to activate uh, certain potentials. Right. So if I'm sitting with a certain, you know, number of, like, I don't know. Um, uh, if I'm always surrounded by doctors, my options in life would probably be to be a doctor. This is the way we work, right? Uh, yeah. If if we take ourselves in in different situations or put ourselves in different situations, we give you know we open up this opportunity for ourselves to be something else. Now, are we being something else, or are we unlocking something else within ourselves, and therefore unlocking this potential within ourselves? And so there were there were there's countless moments I'm, uh, of where you find yourself sitting or being in a place. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, I remember once I was uh, with my teacher in Morocco, and um, I, I mean to cut the story, the long, long we were staying in in a farm for a few days, and uh, you know I was like one decision away from becoming a shepherd, like for the I just wanted <laughs> to become a shepherd. I was like perfect, like you know, it, it's just and and I only you know I you hear that right now and and you laugh, but I know how close of the, of of a reality that was for me. Right, because I was there, and the fact that like that potential was was you know that idea was entertained, and it was never uh, you know it's never left me. It's it's been four years since that moment, and uh, uh, and it was wonderful. And we was we were you know I just I was in a village. I didn't, I'm probably never going to go again. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just you know where you end up and and who you sit with, and then the experiences you have, and Sometimes, um, sometimes those experiences you can't you can't even explain to someone. Once I was sitting with this with a bunch of people, 
Um, and a guy I met, I had met a year ago, had then come back to that same place, and this was in Istanbul somewhere. And mm. his younger brother was was with him. Uh, I'd never met this kid before. And as we're eating, and I'm in the middle of like eating my soup or something, um, uh, 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 drinking my soup, I guess. <laughs> and this guy, he he just leans over and he says to me, "I've seen you before." And so I say, "I'm sorry." And he said, I've seen you before. I said, where, where have you seen me before? He said, in my dream. And I'm like, and I'd be just, I just froze there. I was like, what are you talking about? And he, and, and he was like, I've seen you in my dream last year at some point, And I'm seeing you here today. Now, am I, am I going to comment on what that experience was? Probably not. But what I'm just trying to say is, is that that's how vast the experiences can be. Like I've just given two random examples. <laughs> but my point, <laughs> right. So my point is, uh, and then and then the other thing with all these experiences is <clears throat> when you meet that when you when, whatever you meet so most of us like i was saying our potential is as much as our network and the more you meet the more of that potentiality then you know is uh, th- that potentiality is recognized within yourself and the possibility then to actualize that so there were many things when i first my first Year so almost in, in, in 2014 15 was in Morocco, and I had no it was just a sabbatical, it wasn't just Morocco, it was Spain, it was Mauritania, it was a few different locations, um, most of East Africa, just a, a few visits, um, and traveling and backpacking and whatever. And as time had gone on, all of a sudden, as I met certain individuals uh, and I met masters in, in, in Arabic grammar, like these, you know, like. Arabic grammar kings, almost you could say, right? Um, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, I had this this desire to learn grammar. And then, you know, I met other guys who were just rocking at poetry in a way I had never seen human beings rock. And so, and I'd never read poetry before that. Uh, I was never a poetry person. And now, in my room, and constantly when I travel, there's poetry books with me. Anyone who, who knows that about me knows that. I don't share them as much these days. I sort of keep them to myself. But it's, uh, you know, so all of a sudden now, um, you sit, you know, so so it's it's like, you know, all these. And then so, and so what you learn is capacity. You know, you ask, like, what does it give you as a person? What do you know about yourself? You know capacity. You know, yeah. I, have the, I have the capacity to do this thing. And so you don't sell yourself short or you don't um, reject life's opportunities. You experience life a little bit more. You, in, you know, you... Um, you broaden your horizon. It's like, you broaden your yeah, horizon yeah. and, and you increase increase your capacity uh, or to... Uh, to, to dive into the ocean because there's one thing where you, you broaden your horizon but also the idea of depth that how far can I actually go in this thing you know because we actually live in a society where you you can just pull up Google and you can broaden your horizons just by seeing new horizons but how much depth is in that and we live in a real you know we've got a lot of scope these days because of so many you know it's a very hyper globalized you know sort of culture that we live in um, but but depth is so difficult in this in this world because the x axis has become so wide that the y axis is almost or the z axis definitely yeah. missing so so then to kick in that z axis and to find people who've got depth and if they can leave even a trace of depth upon you know us i mean and then when you come back and then you seem like everyone calls you like this super depth guy and you're like you're having a laugh like you haven't got the people laughing. <laughs> you haven't yeah. a laugh. Not, these guys, like, they're the depth lot. Like, I'm I'm a joke compared to those guys. But 
you know, so. So, you know, okay, so what would you say to the average traveler, like, before they've left home? Like, what should their intention be? What should they be looking for um, from their travels? Well, I think it's not about what your intention should be, because no one person's intention mm. should be the same almost. Um, what's really worth looking at for a traveler uh, and for everybody, but specifically travelers uh, or anyone who's going to travel uh, is why are you going for that? Because everyone's going for something. Everyone's already got an intention. Right. Everyone's already got an intention. Sometimes we're unaware of our intentions, but we've got the intention. The question is, is why do you have that? And to sit with your intentions and in that you start to because even you know let's i mean this is sacred footsteps it's it's uh you know faith centered by by some degree you know so let's just look at those people who say you know i'm going to travel for god i got a question why why are you going to travel for god three of us could say the same answer we'll all travel for god's sake but each of us when i ask that question why is muazzam traveling for god and why is zara traveling for god and why is ishaq traveling for god there's three different answers and that is self knowledge, and that oh, is, is is that richness that opens up, you know, for a, for a human being that potential. And then there's a tweaking that takes place because I'm not saying just sit back once you know it. Then tweak it and ask yourself truly why, and come to know yourself, and come to know the many things about yourself, and the many things that you you know the 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 idea. There's so many so many tangents from that. You know, there's a poem by Maulana Rumi where. I, I I haven't got the exact poem, but it's along the lines where it's you know this this man so Rumi says this Sufi in in the in the garden, and he says that this Sufi is sitting there, um, stroking his beard with his eyes closed, whilst he's sitting in this wonderful lush green garden with all these different flowers and 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 fruits, and a man walks by and says to him, "What are you doing, you fool?" That you're sitting in this garden with your eyes closed and God's beauty surrounds you. His creation is, is around you, yet you sit here with your eyes closed. And that man with his with his hand upon his uh, with his uh, hand on his chin as he strokes his beard, he looks at him and he says to him as he opens his eyes, he says, Oh you father of vanity, what are these green lush signs except accept uh, reflections of the reality that exists within yourself mm. and so if there's anything to appreciate he says so don't get don't get confused by the reflection in the in the in the in the water meaning that when you when you travel you realize that the reality of the kaaba or the reality of the pilgrimage wasn't in wasn't at the kaaba but it was in the seeking of the kaaba Right, it wasn't you know the Rasul or oh, Rumi. Rumi says you won't find me in my uh, in my grave. You won't find me in my city. You won't find me here, there, or the other. You won't find me in a book. He says I live in the hearts of all those who wish for me to live there. And so one takes a trip to Kanya, and he doesn't find Rumi because Rumi isn't there. But when but the trip process teaches you that Rumi doesn't exist outside, but he exists within you. Yeah, and so all of this, and this is what, the, the, what else is love, right? Except that the lover is truly represented inside the heart of that person, right? Well, just, right, that's what's going on. I mean, you know, and if you don't know that, then take a trip out and go find some place and you'll realize that 
it's not as fancy as you thought. How many people are sitting around talking about Tareem and then and what the reality yeah. of Tareem is really what they carry within themselves. And then when they go there, they find that it aligns and then it's beautiful. But when you live in a la-la land or you live in a fantasy, there's nothing wrong with that because you go out and you experience this isn't la-la land. It's called, I don't know, na-na land or something. But it's I got to <laughs> tweak this thing. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. This isn't about right or wrongs. It's about tweaking. It's not what is the correct intention. It's about let me find out what is the intention and then tweak it to you know what I truly seek, and we all truly seek one thing: you, me, Tom, Dick, and Abdullah. We all tr- seek the same thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We all seek the same thing, and what we have to do in thinking is uncover and find that what we seek in all the virtues and all the good. But these are universal truths, and I know that some relativists may say, "Oh, there's no objective truth," but that's calm. That's probably for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a sacred footsteps. <laughs> do you think that, like, um, uh, essentially, like, I mean, should people, should people um, premeditate, like, I mean, go out with the, the, this a certain type of mindset that, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something that that I that I, my expe- expectations might not necessarily meet, but that will tell me something about myself, or should people go out? looking mm. for exactly what they feel that they need. So if I'm feeling that I need to, I don't know, I need to feel like I, I, I have to have this, this urge in me to give to people, to, mm. to help people, should, should, should that person go out to try and do that? Or should that person go out to try and find out what they need the most? Or should they just go out with like a completely clean slate and they just, you know, just hit the road and see, see where the winds take him? Like what? What well, do you? Well, if I've understood your question correctly, uh, the the answer that I would give is that one should have an intention. One should explore the intention and should spend five, ten minutes. And I, my practice is before any trip, even if it's on the plane or before the plane, is to write it down. Um, um, and so uh, the intention is 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 crucial, but then expectations should be zero. Mm-hmm. And that's so, yeah, when, you, and so you do all your homework and then you, you know, then you let whatever comes your way, right? It's just like planning. It's like anything. You make your itinerary, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't, you are where you're meant to be. And that's when you let the sales take you wherever they take you. But, but you have to do your intention setting. And that's the, you know, intention is an expectation. The two different things. Intention so, so, is present. Hmm. And, and expectation is living not in the moment. Intention is living in the moment. So you mentioned something about like writing down your intentions. What what is, what's your what's your take on like this um, sort of travel logging that that some people do? So for example, um, at the end of the first week where I'm traveling, I, there there are people who actually sit down and some of them record videos. I think you did mention something about recording videos in your er, during your not early bad, travels. Not bad, Ma'azim. Not bad. Not bad. You remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That that had an effect on me. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, so when I first went out, I wasn't much of a writer, and I still am not much of a writer. Um, and so, and I was getting all these when I first went out for my one year of this travel. Um, I uh, was given some uh, journals. Now, I'd never journaled in my life properly, like never really journaled. And so I had these wonderful journals with like my names on there. You know how people get these really exciting ones? Uh, they gift you. 
Um, but I don't. I didn't write, and so I tried to write, and it didn't really. I wasn't really in it. So I, I I looked to myself like, well, what do I what do I do? Well, one thing I I can do is I can talk or I can speak, and so I just decided to do that. And now, so that's what I that was my practice. Now, what do I think of that? Um, I'm a big fan of it with two conditions. Um, the beauty of it is that essentially the whole point of that is it is just a tool or a medium of reflecting. And I'm a big fan of reflecting. Uh, in fact, all the secrets to many, many things in our lives is in reflection. Uh, and so uh, that's the whole, that's why I'm a fan of it. And so, yes, I believe, you know, reflection, but the condition is that you have to do with the condition that you're not willing to show anybody it. Now, so if you, because you don't want it to be for somebody else, it's just for you and that's it. So, I mean, right? this does say a lot about, yeah. Yeah, but then you're traveling for you're traveling for Instagram, you're traveling for the gram. And that's fine, you can do yeah, that properly. Get your likes and stuff. But I'm not I mean if you're in, if you're traveling for others, then you know you might as well uh, you might as well take them with you, you know, and tell and ask them to tell you what to do the whole way. I mean that's not you traveling, you might as well just pay them and they can go travel. Yeah, that's very you know? true. Like if you're you know, this is I mean that's my condition with it. Now if then later you then share it it's not the end of the world you know like if somebody's asked you to write something then you write it but it shouldn't like it's you know we're talking about like really traveling for yourself and we're talking about you know general people if you're a if you're somebody who's doing travel logs and it's part of your business it probably is probably your business or it's probably you know um, some service that you're providing and so that's fine um, but then you know you you know you're doing it for your service or you know you're doing it for your business and that's okay. Like I said, you just gotta you gotta know what you're doing. But if you're saying it's for your business, but if you're doing it for your business, but you're saying it's for yourself, like you're just kidding yourself. I mean, that's the reality, and you'll eventually uh, experience that uh, contradiction within yourself and and have a bit of a breakdown. Um, may that not happen. But I, yeah, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. I've been, I feel I, like I, I've been facing that dilemma lately. <laughs> I honestly, I, I just it's with anything. It's with, it, it is not exclusive to travel. It's with anything that you do. If you don't know why you're doing it and you're Check trying your intentions, to, yeah, actions are my intentions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and it's like, um, you know, let let's leave like the Islam side out of it and just talk about mental health. Like, is that is that is it is it good for us to lie to ourselves? No. Is that gonna, you know, is that healthy? Forget good. I'm not talking morally. I'm just talking like, no, you know, you're is it, I suppose, right. I, ben, I suppose a, a one benefit that can come out of that though is that it tells you something about yourself as well. It and and for those who reflect, you'd probably think, okay, I, there's actually something that I, something that I need because I'm craving all this. Maybe some some people might crave attention or validation. By you mm. know posting about all all the stuff that they've been mm. traveling and all the great things that they're mm. doing, and maybe I mean you can you can take something out of that as well and say that okay perhaps might I have X temperament and I have Y you know reason to 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 do these sort of things. So I suppose if for yeah those, yeah mm. yeah oh I have like contingent self esteem and my self esteem is contingent upon these external mm. things, which is people's validation etc. And that's fine. Like you know you might experience that and you're right. 
Muazzam, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not about right or wrong because every opportunity is is a, is a chance for you to learn. Um, so so that's you know that's that's normal. But what I also believe in when you have like this true self esteem that's really within yourself, an intrinsic type of a thing, then you can sit there, you can write your reflection, and you know you did it for yourself, and then you can still put it on the uh, on the gram. That's fine. Again, it's not about you know it's not to limit yourself by these things, but it's to truly like even the whole and. Um, what I'm speaking is from this, you know, this aspect of da'wah almost like even when you share or you invite somebody to good or you get a chance. In fact, I remember when we were in uh, in Tareem, uh, one of our teachers was talking about like going on radio, for example. And if by going on to the radio, you're questioning as to why you're really on the radio. Am I on the radio for myself or am I doing it for the people? And so they can say, oh, well done. He's an amazing speaker, blah, blah, blah. What should a person do? I remember asking my teacher, I said, what should a person do at that point? Uh, uh, should a person just not go on um, on the show, radio show? And he said, uh, at that point, the possibility of going off track has been opened up to you. And so you align yourself correctly at that point and you keep going. So in his case, you know, you'd make du'as that those particular diseases of the heart wouldn't enter your heart but you still go and you still do the work and so my point here is is because i'm on instagram and we you know you're, you're going to live in a world where you're going to function so my point is that all i'm saying is is don't have that condition for you have the condition that you're doing it for yourself and sit with yourself and if you're content truly that i've done this for myself and i'm happy if this wasn't shared with somebody else and this and this with this piece i'm happy with this piece for myself that's a nice healthy piece for yourself then go and share it wherever you're going to share it. But just let that be for yourself. And this is all you being in charge of you and not the other people in charge. And so this is that whole idea of like, you know, you know, where are you? Where are you going? You know, so kind of, of kind of related to this, because um, I mean, you've already mentioned. So this doesn't necessarily just apply to Muslims, because this idea of kind of traveling to find yourself or to find God um, yeah. has always been around. Right. And it's still yeah. around now. Yeah. But why do you think it is that, because um, I think, Muslim, you mentioned earlier that it's kind of a cliche, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it, do you think, that it's become such a cheesy concept almost? It's like, it's become quite superficial and it's quite cheesy to say to someone, I'm going to travel to find myself. Um, and I'm thinking mm. of things like, um, you know, eat Gap years after high school. Gap or, years, yeah. yoga retreats in <laughs> Bali. That's like a spiritual mm. experience, supposedly. Mm. Like, why do you think that's happened? I think that that one perhaps one um i mean okay there, there are a number of factors i think one factor is that it it is um it does become about this this whole you know self-validation thing because there are people who who now know okay there's this checklist we need to go to the um do these you know the, these um famous places so for example i remember uh, we did cover a story for machu picchu and um, when we did the Machu Picchu story, like there were all these people, you know, trying to get the best, the, trying to get the best, you know, you know, uh, selfie. At, my, my, my teachers call them selfie stick, uh, nafsi sticks, because it's all about your, it's all about your nafs, you know, just trying to get get the shot of you in front of like this place. So essentially, yeah, it has, it's it's turned into this industry of like you know these cliched places to, to go to, and that's why I think more and more so, the more you could say genuine seekers are trying to seek out the more hidden gems 
And they're, they turn out to be the people who don't actually talk about it. And then I, I do think that there is sort of this almost secularization, commodification of, 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 of you know, travel. So like when you, when you look at these, you know, like these fancy Bali yoga retreats, they, they, they all have these like, um, you know, you know they're, they're very superficialized. Okay, so there's this mm. package. You go out and um, for $2,000, you can get this and that and this. And it's like, it's almost like factory setting, uh, like, like a factory produced experience rather than mm. something that's organic. And so when somebody says, oh, you know, I'm going to go find myself, you know, you just roll your eyes and say, okay, so for how much? Or, oh, you're going to go find yourself where everyone else has found themselves? So, I mean, mm. so you, are, you, are you telling me you're just like everybody else? Like, is mm. that really what, who you want to be? So mm. I don't think people really take, people say they want to do it because it's easy to do nowadays. I mean, it's easy to catch a flight. Uh, it's easy to travel these days. But yeah. do people really want to do it? So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it goes back to intention. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's all over to you. <laughs> oh, I don't have much to say to that one. I, I agree with you. I think um, because people don't have like, they don't have that depth and they're not willing to finish a task. And many people are uh, satisfied by just, um, by just snapping. I mean, how many people have taken pictures of food and haven't actually eaten the food or haven't really enjoyed experienced the food and probably that didn't finish it either uh you know um i've even seen that where people are just happy to you know it's like there's more of an enjoyment in snapping the picture than actually eating it um <laughs> which is which is uh, uh very interesting and i think that is reflect reflect reflected in that idea of so i'm going to go out to know myself and to go out and to let everybody know is far more um uh, far, far, far more closer to to what my actual intention was than to actually know myself. It's basically attention seeking, um, and so yeah, people don't really have the intention to know themselves. Now the reason why they go with knowing themselves because, uh, like I said, going back to it's a it's it's a it's something that human beings have always been fascinated with, and it's something that human beings will always uh, be facing. And so you know, the idea of knowing yourself will never. Um, will never be ignored it may be commercialized it may become superficial it may sound super cliche and whatever you will still find people setting out uh, on a journey to to know themselves and um, it's not always in the travel it's not always in the travel in fact those who travel will always say the true travelers will always say that that the travel didn't actually begin in the travel it started way before the travel in the comfort of their surroundings which cease to become comf- comfortable for them <laughs> and thus the agitation thus the 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 need then to eventually travel but the travel doesn't start there the travel starts uh, where you currently are i do have one final question from, from isak because i know that isak mashallah has had um experiences with many people like as he's mentioned you know when you when you travel and you, you build your network and every experience is unique and every person you meet is so unique so I mean, I, I just wanted to know, is there anything that you've, you've noted from, from the people you've met in your travels who are pr- probably also, you know, fe- fellow travelers? Is there anything in common that you've, you've seen in, in, in sincere travels or, or people you've met on your journeys? Oh, yeah. Good one. You know what I found in, in fellow travelers mm-hmm. is courage. All of them had the courage to take the step that many others who also wanted to find what they were currently seeking, others want to find that. But what stopped them 
from those who I met was courage. And so people choose to remain in their cages uh, whilst others uh, choose to leave, choose to leave work, uh, pause life, be separated from loved ones. And it takes great courage to step out. And that's what I find with every person who I've ever met on any of my travels was they all had this courage. Mm. And and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, it's uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a courage. Um, I'll share a story with you guys if that's okay. Do we have time? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's a it's a story from Rumi, uh, from Maulana Rumi. It's one of my favorites, and it was one of the first stories I ever heard on my travels back in 2014. Um, and uh, he in this story, I'll really summarize it. I don't have the Mathnawi in front of me, so I certainly can't um, get it word for word. But essentially, it's the story of the parrot and the merchant. And this merchant, he is on his way to India. And so he comes to his house and he says to all of his servants, yeah, he says to his servants and his uh, maidens and um, uh, his um, people who work for him, he says, uh, I'm on my way to India and I want to buy you all presents. So what would you like? And in each of them give their requests. Uh, One says some shoes, one says um, I'd like uh, um, whatever he says, a hat, for example. And then he goes to his beloved parrot and he says, oh, my beautiful parrot, who I turn to whenever I'm uh, you know, yearning to hear sweet words, who always uh, entertains me and so on. He says all these beautiful things and he says, what would you like? And the parrot says, uh, will you truly be able to uh, fulfill my request? And he says, of course, parrot, you know, I can fulfill your request. And so he says, the parrot says that what I want from you is that when you go to India, tell the parrots of India of my condition, of how I'm caged, of how I'm caged in this cage in, in, in all the way in these far distant lands. And so the merchant becomes sad, but he says, if that's what you've requested, then that's what I shall do. And so he then travels to India and he then describes the beautiful different colors and scents and and, and, and uh, uh, people of India and all the culture that he experiences. Um, and then he asks somebody, oh, and he's buying all the presents and he buys the shoes and he buys the hat and he buys, buys all the stuff for all of his maids and, and so on. And then he says, um, uh, he asks someone, where are the parrots of India? And so somebody says, oh, go down this particular route and you'll find uh, the, the parrots. And so he follows this route uh, and then he and he comes up to this um, to this area where he sees all these beautiful parrots of all these different colors and purple ones and green ones and blue ones and red ones and yellow ones and all these wonderful combinations and then he says to them oh parrots i have a message from the parrot uh, uh, from my land um and then he conveys what was requested and upon hearing that one of the parrots of india begins to shake and shiver and falls all the way from the top down to the bottom and dies. And so he says to himself, oh my God, what's what's just happened? What is this? What have I done? Curse be upon my tongue that I caused this poor parrot to fall from there and 
and and and and uh, into in this current state. And so then he returns back to India. He goes and he uh, gives all his presents. And then his parrot says to him, "Oh, merchant, what of my present?" And then he says, as he takes his heart off, and he has, you know, he looks down and he says, "Well, what can I tell you?" And then he conveys what had happened. Upon hearing this story, his parrot starts to shake and shiver, and falls on the ground. And so he opens the cage. He takes his parrot out. He places it upon uh, upon the table, and he says, "Oh my God, what have I done? What's what is going on? Someone needs to explain. Curse, but be upon my tongue that it's now." killed another parrot <laughs> and so he goes on and on and at that point his parrot then begins to fly and it goes out the window and it just hovers there for a while and so he's so he then he's really completely confused now uh, and he says what's just happened here my my beautiful beloved parrot explain to me what's just happened and the parrot says i understood the message from my parrot from the parrot of the parrots of india and the message was that my beauty was my cage i was caged because of my beauty but when i and and the only way i could escape from this prison was to kill myself or to die before i would truly die and so in that process of me dying and now i'm truly free and so this this, this parrot reaches this beauty um, the true beauty that it was supposed to have not the entertainment beauty that the parrot was supposed to be but it was a bird a bird that's supposed to be free and it's the beauty of the parrot that's been caging it all this time. And I shared this story and I was visiting Mawla Abdul Salam Ibn Mashish in Morocco. Uh, and, and there was a lady there and I, we shared this story with, with one lady there. And, I, and then she said, she came to me at the end of it and she said, what if the parrot doesn't want to leave the cage? And that is all us human beings. We weren't designed to just be in our little cubicles and going from one place to the other to the other and just going and buying our stuff and then coming back and just you know every different season comes and we just shop 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 this wasn't our purpose our purpose was to be more to actualize our potential and we've seen others who've done that and they inspire us but it takes courage for us to leave the cage it takes courage for us to say but to say bye to the person i used to be so i can welcome the person i want to be it takes courage and so many people are trapped in the person that they don't want to be or in the life that they don't want to have because they don't have the courage to go out and to potential or experience, potentially experience who they could possibly be. And it's sad that, you know, there's others who are brave who went out and, and did it and, and, and others who were, who were a little bit scared. And, That's and an amazing analogy that really describes it so well. But so let's just finish on a message of hope. Like, what would you say to yeah. those people who don't have that courage yet? How? How can they change that? Well, I'll tell you what Imam Shafi said to me. The great, uh, the great Imam Shafi he was a wonderful, uh, a wonderful human being. Uh, he was a scholar, polymath, uh, a poet, uh, master of language, and he said that leave your country in search of loftiness and travel. For in travel there are five benefits. And so this is a man who's offering us this insight that we don't have currently. And you may want to listen to him, you may not. But just let's hear him out. He says, first of all, there's relief of adversity. There is earning of livelihood. There is knowledge. And there is there are etiquettes to learn. And there is noble companionship that one can get. And so he says that, if, and if it is said that traveling brings humiliation and difficulty... Right, those who are fearful of going out because the potential humiliation I might get robbed or someone who I might not have the experience that another person had. 
and long journeys across deserts and, uh, and, and of toil and trouble. And so this is the argument that he's saying. If someone says this, he then says, then death is better for a person than him rema- remaining in a humiliating land between traitors and enviers. Right. So the the advice that, that he's saying is, is that the only way you're going to ever know uh, if even if you want to test what he said out here, see, I believe him, but I went out and I read this after I had been out. So I believe this because I experienced it. Mm-hmm. But for others out there who have now experienced this, maybe saying, well, hang on a second, relief of adversity, because everyone's having a difficult time here. You know, it's there's so much, you know, so many responsibilities. And we all know this about holidays. You go out and you forget for a while. But then there's also the opportunity of earning a livelihood. You get business when you go out there. There's jobs and so on. Um, there's knowledge that you and most of our actions our ability to choose comes and base is based upon the knowledge that we have the more knowledge we have the more uh, the wider the scope of opportunity becomes for us which is a very useful thing if you're playing chess or living life it's, uh, it's your knowledge is is the what allows you to have more uh, to make the better move or you know in, in life and in, in in chess and then etiquettes and you learn to refine yourself as a human being um, adab which is you know you may only be uh, the the potential again of your immediate surrounding may just be of being in one particular way but when you go out you realize there's a better way to speak there's a better way to communicate there's a better way to understand and it's just increasing and then the last thing is noble companionship and this is something that me and muazzam have experienced haven't we muazzam uh, where, we, where we have a one companion of the most beautiful things in the world yeah. right where we we don't speak when, muazzam, when was the last time we spoke Oh man, I, I, I don't even remember. I think the last time I saw you was uh, two years ago Jeddah? or something like that. But it feels like, yeah, Jeddah, but it feels Jeddah, like it was right? yesterday. 2018, 2018. Right. And, then it, I think. and then it feels like it was yesterday. Yesterday, right. yeah. And Muazzam knows that if he was to come to the UK, he has a house here and he know, and he probably would also say that if I was to oh, go. Inshallah. Hey, inshallah. See, I, got, I just bagged myself. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's the secret of travel, people. <laughs> but it's Free all homes. that. It's, it's just yeah. and free meals. Right, so it's all. Uh, so essentially, it's you'll never know until you try it. That's the bottom line. You'll never know of these fascinating, uh, you know, conversations that people speak of travel, and they have all these wonderful travel travelers and their experiences. And you'll never know. And 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 it's where Rumi says that don't be satisfied with how stories have gone of others. Right, have things how things have gone with others. Don't be satisfied with that. He says, go forth and unfold your own mystery. Learn to read your own pages of your own story because that's, you know, truly uniquely your own and, and it has a purpose. It's not just there for, you know, it's not just there. It has a very specific purpose. And so, you know, if you want to really be the better version of yourself, the person that you want to be, then traveling more certainly will provide uh, opportunities in, in achieving that I think that's probably the perfect ending <laughs> for this episode um, I think you've given us well you've given me loads to think about definitely oh man I, I'm I, I completely like blown away by this like I, I came into the episode without any like notes or you know I just thought we'd wing it and let it be organic and I think that's exactly what's happened so thank you so much for joining us Arthur, thank you guys for having me on and, and I hope that there was good in that and if there was any good 100% is from definitely from somebody uh, like my teachers and if there's any nonsense in what I said most certainly it's from myself um, and so I hope that people are able to, to take the good and, and leave the bad thanks for listening 
If you're interested in attending one of Mohammed Isak's workshops, all of the information can be found in our show notes. Alternatively, follow him on Instagram for more information. Let us know your thoughts about this episode on Twitter at sfootsteps or Instagram and Facebook at sacredfootsteps. <laughs>